hire her to do announcements. <laughs> All righty, thank you. That was great. Uh, you know, Andy Squires coming back to River Life, and wasn't that good? I had to tell you my Andy Squire joke. For, where is Andy? Is he in the room? Good, I'll tell you the joke. <laughs> Yesterday, you know, we did the memorial service, and Jonathan Helser was there doing music, and uh, Jonathan's son, who is, uh, his name's Cadence, he's 10 years old, so I was sort of having a conversation with Cadence, started calling him Cajun, you know, just sort of picking, and finally he wanted to know what my name was, because he thought I was acting like a jerk. Okay, I said, well, my name is Andy Squires, and you can tell everybody I'm a jerk. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> so, anyways, the Lord's good, isn't he? He really is. Thank you, Lord. So, I would like to do this, Andy. And Is Jacob still here? Jacob Early? So, all right. So, the worship team would like for y'all to come back, okay? Because I don't really want to talk a long time. I hear the rejoicing in your heart. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lord. <laughs> We're so tired of this. Uh, I do uh, want to share something with you this morning. It's off the course a little bit, okay? Um, <clears throat> the course is important, but every once in a while you have to take a little... Little little side road to see some sights, especially when God starts showing you sights. You need to be responsive to His sights. And you know, you you sort of sometimes you don't want to share some of the sights because you you know how things happen in the Bible. The Lord says, you know, I'm going to deliver you from Egypt, and then you're going to go into the Promised Land. You know. And so we're going to the promised land, you know. And then something sort of gets happens in between your promise and the promised land. That seems to be the a lot of things that happen, you know, these days. But I don't care. You know, just go with what God gives you, right? You know, you don't back off. One thing I love was that song that uh, we were singing about the thorn. No thorn is what was that? How did that say that, Andy? No thorn. There's not a thorn that stands a chance. Yeah, there's not a thorn that stands a chance. Amen. 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 And that's the heart that the Father wants us to have. Is there's no, no matter what happens in life, no matter what setbacks you experience, no matter what disappointments, no matter what happens, there's not a thorn that stands a chance. Because Christ says it was finished. He has won the victory. Okay, that's what the Bible teaches us. And see, we are going to live from that place of what Jesus said. When he said it was finished, he meant it was finished. Okay, that's what he really meant. He meant it's done, the deal's done, everything's sealed, and we're going to live out of that. Okay, that's where he expects us to live. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to read this one thing. I've got multiple sources here, so can you hang with me on all the places I'm, on? I'm having to use two devices to give you this message. Not candle? Are you kidding me? The photos need deliverance. They've been in Argentina too long. Okay? Candle. That's me too. Right? All right. Thank you, Lord. 
This is really good too here. Okay, if I can find it. Are y'all all right? Nobody hates weak preachers, right? Or everybody really does hate weak preachers. All right. <clears throat> I want to read this little thing. I read, uh, it's 80 years ago, uh, G.H. Morrison, one of the church's uncelebrated heroes, wrote, It is the glory of God to hide a thing, and there are many choice places to hide them. He hides silver and gold deep in the heart of the mountains, rubies and diamonds down in the belly of the earth, and pearls in the depths of the sea. But his children, far more precious to him than all things, them he hides under the shadow of his wing. Isn't that good? That's powerful. And so that's where, that's what, that's a way of saying that we're in Christ. We're hidden with Christ in God. And when we begin to really live our life from that place and believe from that place, see, things can really begin to change. Because God wants us to be able to see life the way he sees it and see things and circumstances the way he sees it. And the only way we'll ever be able to see those things is to be hidden in him, to find ourselves in him. Many times there's uh, things that seem to conflict what the word says and the personal promises that you and I have from God. There's a conflict in the world over those <clears throat> things. Yet the word of God is, is the most sure foundation that we have. It's the thing that we live from. It's the thing that we're going to hold on to no matter what. Amen? Amen. So I want to say that Scripture says, by His stripes we are healed. So you have a choice this morning to believe that or not believe that. Okay? But the Bible says it. Okay? And so you, we make a decision to believe that. In the face, we, in the face of not seeing the healing. Amen? And that's really a, a choice we get to make today. We get to make the choice to go on and believe God and believe what God has already said and what God has already done when He said it was finished. And so we can either choose to believe that or not choose to believe that. But here's what I'm choosing. I'm choosing to believe that. And I'm choosing to, you know, to press on into the other things that the Lord has for me. Now, in Song of Psalms 8, 5... There's a verse that says, Who is this coming up out of the Beloved, leaning on her Beloved? Y'all know that scripture. Who is this coming out of the, the wilderness, leaning, the, leaning on her Beloved? So <clears throat> what has happened in many people's lives, um, I can't really speak for everybody. I can speak for my life. We, we've been in a terrible time of stripping. Okay, it is, being stripped is no fun. Being stripped is, is one of the hardest things you and I will ever go through. And one of the things that God likes to strip away, would like for us to let him have, is your reputation. Okay? You see, God doesn't care about reputations. Jesus said something like this. How, how can you believe, this is what he said in John 5, how can you believe, how can you believe when you receive honors, from men. In other words, when you are more concerned about what people think of you, Jesus was saying it absolutely would destroy your faith. And so I think we have to come to a place in our life where we become of no reputation, where you don't have a reputation for anything, good or bad. Somebody said to me recently, Byron, you could have a you could have so much bigger ministry 
if y'all weren't so rowdy and you got a bad reputation in that church. I said, well, I guess I won't have one then. You know, because that doesn't really, all that stuff matters to me. You know, I'm not really caring about what people are thinking. I am caring about what the Lord's thinking, though. And so God wants to, that's one of the things that I feel like that He is asking this church to do this morning is, is, is give Him our reputation. Okay? I'm talking about even the good things this church may have, because some people might like some of the things about this church. I think God wants us to give Him our, our reputation. And so I told the Lord, Lord, I don't really need to be known for anything on this earth except being a worshiper. I mean, that's really what I want to be. That's what I, and I don't even need to be known as that. I just want to be there. I, I want to be a worshiper. And I think in the end, in, in my life, when I feel like what God has done, you know, just coming up, leaning on her beloved, it's, it just brings you down to really what's really important in your life, what's really real. You know, when you go through things and you go through difficulties, you go through challenges, you get down to what's really real inside of you. You can find out what's real in you if you're willing to find out what's real in you. And the thing that I feel, you know, that song we were singing, We Were Lovers of Your Presence, is that's the thing that's most important to me in my personal life more than anything else there is. I can honestly tell you that. And that's the thing that I want in my life is I want to be in God's presence and I want God's presence to rest on me. And I want to be able to, to take God's presence wherever I go. That's, and however that works, however it looks, that's the thing that God has, has brought me to in my life. Are y'all, are y'all happy this morning? <laughs> well, uh, the Lord gave me this word recently. And on November the 26th, he gave me this word. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's sort of, like I say, you lose your reputation. I've, I've just completely lost my reputation. So <laughs> I don't really understand a lot of these things you see spiritually. But this is what happened to me. And if things like this throw you off, man, for, forget the Bible. <laughs> you know, don't read a lot of the Bible because it will throw you off. God does some odd things in particular peculiar things and expresses himself in peculiar ways. This is what happened to me one morning. I was praying... And as I was praying, my insides turned to silver, okay? And I said these words, and this is where I know I'm, my reputation is to go down the drain, as I said, Chris Underwood, cancer-free. And when I said that, this star came out of me, okay? That's weird, Right? And I thought, God, that's weird. I mean, you think it's weird. I thought, this is really weird. But I'm the kind of person, I'm going to give what I got, okay? Because I know that's what keeps me tapped into getting more, okay? Anything, and there's a lot of scriptures on that, by the way. I went through the scriptures on it, and there's a lot of scriptures about silver, stars, and angels, and all that stuff, I mean. But I did share that word with Chris Underwood. I told him, this is, this is what the Lord showed me, and this is what I'm, I'm contending for, is for, for you to be cancer-free. That's, because I believe that's, that's the heart of the Father. And so, you know, he is cancer-free, but that wasn't exactly the way I was looking to see that word fulfilled. 
But this morning I was praying and the Lord gave me this word, okay? And this was the word, uh, the bright and morning star. And I got this scripture out of the, that I wanted to read to you. It's uh, 2 Peter 1. I actually think I gave that. And then 2 Peter 1, 16 through 19. This is really the Lord right here. It's, uh, For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we, we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. Eyewitnesses of His majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Isn't that an awesome, awesome phrase? This is my beloved Son. You know, if you study the, the, the scriptures on that encounter Jesus had when he was baptized, is uh, <clears throat> Mark says, you are my beloved Son. In whom I, and, and Jesus was speaking, the Father was speaking to Jesus, you are. But I think Matthew, and of course Peter here, it gives a different word. This is my beloved son. See, there's a, there's a difference there. One of them, you know, we, that's the experience, that's the encounter that God wants us to have. It's where we hear that voice speak to us, you that's a personal word. That's not for everybody else. When God speaks to you on a personal level and says, You're my son. I love you. I accept you. This is who you are. That's the baptism of identity that Jesus received. That every person on this earth... See, Jesus... I know we've talked about this many times. Jesus did not need to have that encounter with the Lord. He had, John the Baptist said it. Look, I need you to baptize me. I have a need in my life. But Jesus was saying, let's do this so all righteousness can be fulfilled. Jesus was doing that for us. For us to see the life that he lived, that we're to live. Okay? That we're to have these encounters with God. When we have this encounter with God where God speaks into our life, his love his, and the identity and acceptance that God has for us. And that's the defining moment in Jesus' life. From that point, his life, his ministry shifted. Everything shifted in his life. That's what will happen. Down the road, there's another word that God says. He don't say you. He says this. Okay? He said that on the mountaintop. See, that's what Peter heard on the mountaintop when Jesus was having the Mount of Transfiguration experience. The Father wasn't saying something to Jesus at that moment. He was saying something to the people, the three people who were around him. He was saying to them, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, okay? And he was saying that, and that's another thing that God wants to do for the people. For the people, he wants, there's a day coming for people who come into that revelation of him speaking to you when he begins to say to other people, this is my beloved son, my beloved daughter, this is. Listen, he said, listen to them. Okay, listen to them. And see, God will give people a voice in the earth. Okay? He will give people a voice in the earth for people to listen. When people begin to get this revelation that we're, we're supposed to walk, and we're supposed to represent Jesus, we're supposed to be Him on the earth. I mean, this is, this is really the calling of God on Christian's life. And so when, when I'm talking about coming down to the end of your, your reputation, what I'm saying is we had to come to a point where we begin to see our lives not in terms of just a calling 
or a ministry or a profession or any of those things. We had to come to this. We, we talk in terms of being Him. Seeing what the Father's doing and doing that. And everything else becomes secondary. That really is the heart. That's really where God, that is your high calling. That is where God wants to take you. In a sense, He wants to take all of us down to that place. He wants to take us down to that place where we come, come to the place where it's not some grandiose thought. It's just, Lord, how can I represent you? How can I represent you? In every situation, you, in, in this, and I'll tell you, it's a challenge to come to that place. This is not an easy spot to come to, what I'm talking about. You don't get here by deciding to get here. You get here because God takes you there. He takes you to a place where you feel stripped down and you're beginning to find out what's really on the Father's heart. Okay, and what God is looking for people right now, because people, y'all have been stripped down. Y'all have lost your reputation. River Life is not a place where people are getting healed from cancer. Do you hear me? You have lost your reputation. You've lost it. We've lost it. Nobody is asking us to come to their meetings anymore like we were a few years ago and talk about what God was doing. We've lost it. It's one of the best things that probably could have ever happened to us except for the loss of the people. So we can come into something that's much more wonderful. And it really is. I mean, for everybody it's different. Everybody in this room is going to be a little unique and a little different because it's personal. We have to come to this. Are y'all, is, are y'all engaging on this? And so it's not, you know, nobody likes to give up their ego, right? I mean, nobody likes to be defeated. Nobody likes to feel like a failure, right? Nobody does. I mean, right? I mean, that's just not natural to us. Just like death is not natural. We have a big hard time with this stuff. Because it's unnatural to us. And so, you know, the Lord wants to take us to this, you know, this stripping thing. You know, Jesus came to a point like that when he was in the garden. Right? I mean, he was down. He was, he was sweating. He was, blood was coming out of his pores. He was sweating so hard. He let people crucify him. And they said in verse 18, And we heard this voice which came from heaven and when, when we were with him on the holy mountain. That was, they, heard, they heard the Father. And so we have the prophetic word confirm, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. Okay? Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. The morning star rises. He was talking to believers until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Now, the morning star, there's a literally a, what they, a, a literal star, I guess it's Venus or something, that's, or Jupiter, yeah, that's so bright that you can see it with the sun. Venus, okay. It's so bright that you can see it even when the sun's out. 
And that's the sort of the thing the scripture was saying, that this is a star that, that natural light can't overcome. Okay? And I think what I saw that day, I think what God was saying, I believe this is what God was saying, this is a new day. That you, the day, you're a new day. I think we said that last week, but I really want you to get this. We're in a new day. Now, like I said, I hate to say stuff like that because you get bashed on it, but I've already been bashed. So, A new day. There's a scripture. Let's look at this one in uh, Malachi. Um, that's really good. It's Malachi chapter 4. This is the, the son of righteousness. Malachi 4 verse 2. But do you who fear, you know, he's saying all this in, in the uh, context. Of, well, I'll just read it, uh, the first. It's called the coming day of the Lord. Okay? Verse 1 says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. And all the proud, yes, all who do, do wickedly will be stubble. And, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord. Sounds kind of rough. Says the Lord of hosts. That will leave them neither root nor branch. I mean, that's a, that's a burn down. But to you who fear my name, the Son, S-U-N, of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. So this is what I'm saying. The Son of righteousness has risen on us. The day, the, the, the day star, the bright morning star has risen. And it's time to receive healing from all that we've gone through. I'm, so what I'm saying here, I'm saying, the Lord is saying, this is a new day. That dark time that we've gone through is over. Amen. Do you remember we had the Bob Jones to come? Remember that when he came and said this, said this to us? The eye of God was coming up on us. The, yeah. And guess what happened? He said that, and what happened? Opposite. I think a week later, two weeks later, Phil, Bill, and you know, we don't want to recount all our sad, sad stories. But it was like opposite. But I believe it was a word from the Lord. I really do. And I believe that God is really wanting to call us into a time of healing right now. It says the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. In his wings. This is the morning star. When that morning star comes up, healing comes. And you shall go out and grow fat. All right. <laughs> like stall-fed calves. Another version says you will, you will go running like calves to the pasture. Kicking up your heels. I believe that's what the Lord's saying to us this morning. That He's saying the Son of Righteousness has risen upon you. And that word that Bob Jones gave, you can go on the internet and get it if you want to listen to it. It's on our website. That was a real word from the Lord. And that thing that Judy Ball saw last week, that membrane that was broken, I mean, it's, it's confounding. Okay? It's, all this is confounding. 
I don't really have an explanation for why God does what he does. Like I have said more than once lately, is God can answer for himself. I'm tired of trying to answer for God and some of, his, some of the things he does. That's kind of freeing, isn't it? I really don't have to answer for you no more, Lord. You know, God's not really concerned about his reputation at all. In fact, he would like for you to, if, you, if you're one of these people that are, these people shouldn't be doing this. They're going to make the Lord look bad. He was saying, I don't think you need to be thinking that way. I can take care of my reputation. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry. People think I don't heal and all that stuff. I can take care of that. You know, I, I got enough power. I don't really care what people think about me, actually. I mean, I've already, I know what I think about myself. That's good enough. I think that now I'm not saying we should be excusing sin and all that stuff. I'm just saying we don't need to worry about God and God's reputation and what God, what people think about God and all that stuff. You know what? He doesn't really need us to be doing that. What he wants us to do is start believing him again in a fresh way, in a new way. That's what he really wants to do. So I think the Lord wants to release the, he wants to heal our hearts in this room, okay, this morning. That's what I think. That's what I came here to tell you is the Son of Righteousness is rising with healing in His wings. And I believe the Lord wants to offer us healing this morning for our lives. Not physical healing, emotional healing, you know, whatever kind of spiritual healing, the whole thing. So, that's about, that's about my message today. Yeah, amen. That's good, isn't it? Thank you, Lord. So, I just, um, this morning, when these girls are all around me, <laughs> it's getting blasted by the Lord, I just got this word, riptide, and I sort of immediately knew what it was, that, you know, when you're caught in a riptide, you just fight and fight and fight to get out of it, you know, you just are pretty desperate, but the answer is really not that, the answer is just to let go, go with it, and then... You get to where you need to go, and I'm just feeling that this morning, that the Lord is uh, just saying that to us. It's time to just, you know, let him just take us where we need to go. We're going to get there. <laughs> you know, we're going to get there. Just stand up, if you would, and mm, just really feel that, you know. He's... um. Mm, I just felt the really power on that. So just reach out right now and just grab hold of him and say, Lord, we just surrender to you this morning. Uh, Lord, we do feel like we fought a good fight. And now we're just going to surrender to you and say, Lord, we know you're the healer. And we just rest in you today. And we know it's time to rest. And we know that you're going to take us where we need to go. That we're in your arms, Lord. Your arms, eternal arms of love. <laughs> and we just, mm, just give ourselves to you, Lord. Thank you. Mm, that feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> really feels good. Thank you, Lord. We just... Just thank you, Lord. We're just going to, I think we're going to get the worst the, uh, ministry team up while these guys are, um, and we just want to pray for people this morning. Yeah. And um, you got something else? Yeah, Byron's got something else. If we can go ahead and get ministry team people up, and I um, think we want to get some hands on people this morning to pray. Now, 
here's one thing I'm really feeling too is many of you might know my, the meaning of, of my name is Bear, okay? And that's been an issue in my life, honestly. You know, I can be sort of mean at times because it's a bear-like nature. And, and God's really worked on me about that for years. It's really sort of dealt with that. But there's a, like a grizzly bear in me that is also from the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking, Lord, I may not have no reputation, okay? I don't really care about one, but I'll be doggone if I'm going to stop. And I'll be doggone the next person that comes around here that's got some kind of terminal illness if I'm going to back off and not believe and just throw everything in there. That, that bear in me says, you, you've got to roar. You've got to go after because, because of what Jesus did. Because Jesus has finished the work. And I want you, if you feel discouraged this morning about all that and want to quit and all that, I want to tell you something. Don't do it. I want to tell you something. That's the wrong answer. I tell you, you've got to get up. You've got to let that thing in you, you've got the line in you, whatever you've got, the giraffe or whatever God has called you. You let that thing come out. You know? And I know there's a lot of people out there that need, they need this touch from the Lord. They need Christ to be revealed to them. And I say, let's reveal Him. Let's let Him come through us. It's, it is. It's a brokenness that God's had to do in us. But I believe He's going to release the aroma of His presence. So... We'd like people to come up and receive from the Lord now. Amen. Bless the Lord.